What on earth is the subjunctive mood in Spanish or the subjunctive tense, whatever you want to call it? Technically, it is a mood, but I always consider it just a tense because at the end of the day, it's a verb tense that you have to be able to conjugate for depending on different scenarios, just like we do, whether it's the past, the present, the future, whatever. So to me, it's just another tense, but technically it's a mood because of grammar. I don't know, <laughs> but we're going to get into what in the world is the subjunctive. This is a great podcast to listen to if you're feeling a little bit confused with the subjunctive mood, if you don't know what it is at all, if you're just getting started with it. So hopefully I can clear it up a bit. It's not going to be much of a here's how and when to use it exactly and here's how to conjugate. It's not going to be that type of lesson, but because you can honestly look that up on your own, but I want to give you a way to get the feel of it better so that it's not as confusing. Because when I first figured out there was something called the subjunctive mood in Spanish, I got really overwhelmed and frustrated and wanted to quit Spanish. So I don't want that to happen to you. Let's get into this episode. Welcome to the Michael Harper Spanish Podcast, where I show you how to make Spanish easier and how you can learn faster. I was able to become fluent in Spanish within a year, and I want to show you how you can accelerate your Spanish learning as well. If you want to learn how you can be having conversations in Spanish just a few months from now, the method that I use to learn Spanish faster, and the best ways to practice, I've got a free training to show you all of this. Just click on the link in the description of this episode or go to michaelharperspanish.com and click on let's get started. Now back to the episode. So conceptually, the subjunctive mood is for things that are not exactly real, things that don't exist, maybe things that are hypothetical. It's not things that have happened. It's things that you could say might happen or you would want to happen things that you wish would happen that's what the subjunctive mood is at its core however when we're talking and having regular conversations our brains are not going to be able to process information that quickly you're not going to be able to go wait is what i'm saying in english that i'm trying to translate to spanish a hypothetical scenario in which case i need to use the subjunctive and figure out how to conjugate. Now am I doing the past or the present subjunctive? And then you figure out how to conjugate it, and then you talk. You don't have time to do that. Maybe if you're writing like an essay. But when you're talking to a real person, that's not realistic. So what I recommend you do with a subjunctive mood is always find the phrases that trigger the subjunctive. Don't try to think of it so much conceptually. I think you need to use the concept of it, of the fact that it's, you know, for fake things. We'll just say fake things. So you need to know the concept because that will help it all make sense and come together. For now, look up the phrases, and I'll give a couple of examples of phrases that trigger the subjunctive, but look up the phrases that trigger the subjunctive, start practicing those, get more comfortable with them, and then that concept will help tie it all together. Like, oh, that's why that phrase triggers it. That makes sense. But at the end of the day, a native speaker has no idea what in the heck the subjunctive mood is. They have no idea. I have asked every native speaker I know. They have no clue what it is. They have no, they they don't know why it's tenga instead of tiene. They just use it because they know situali- situationally, I think that's a word. They know based on the situation when or when not to use the subjunctive. And that's what you need to think about doing as well. Okay. So if it's good enough for a native speaker, it should be good enough for us, especially like, why do we overcomplicate it? If we're trying to 
be able to talk like a native speaker, why don't we learn like native speakers do? Why do we sit here and learn the complete, I don't want to say wrong way, but the complete most inefficient way? All right. In fact, we should be at an advantage. Native speakers learn their language as a baby, and we're smarter than babies, so maybe we can do what babies do, but we can also accelerate that learning by using these tricks and tools in, in, in our brain power. Okay, I'll digress because I'm starting to ramble about something that has nothing to do with the subjunctive at all. But anyways, one of the phrases that'll uh, trigger the subjunctive mood, and I like to always give my students this example first, is whenever you want someone to do something. All right, so I'll give you an example. If I say, I want you to take the trash out, the want is real. That's not fake. So that's conjugated normally, quiero. We should all know that. But the part about you doing the verb taking out the trash, the part that you take out the trash, the thing that I want you to do but you haven't done is not real because you haven't done it. If I had simply said you took out the trash and it was a fact that you did it, that's real. We're not using the subjunctive there. But the fact that I want you to do something that hasn't happened yet, that's fake. That's going to be conjugated in the subjunctive tense. And it would, in this case, be quiero que saques la basura instead of sacas. Sacas is how you say, or sacas la basura is how you would say you take the trash out. But if I am using the subjunctive, it becomes saques. There is a present and a past subjunctive. You might see in some weird conjugation book or whatever that there's, I think it's, I don't even know what it is, but I think it's the future subjunctive. Don't ever use it. Don't don't worry about it. Completely cross it out. No one ever uses it, says it. No one knows what it is, all right? It's like old ancient Shakespeare stuff that no one uses, all right? So you've got a past subjunctive you need to know and a present subjunctive. And how do you know which one will be triggered? It's quite simple. If you're using a phrase that's going to trigger the subjunctive and that phrase is in the present, you're going to use the present tense. If it's in the past, you're going to use the past subjunctive. It's as simple as that. And I'll give a practical example. With the example of, I want you to take the trash out, that's present subjunctive because it's something that's happening in the present. If I had said, I wanted you to take the trash out, it's still a phrase that will trigger the subjunctive. Only now, because we wanted it to happen, we're going to conjugate in the past subjunctive, okay? Wow, I'm saying the word subjunctive a lot. It's kind of getting <laughs> it's getting irritating. But an, another thing that you need to know when it comes to phrases like, I want you to do something, is that we have to kind of change the uh, word order a bit. We're not just going to say, quiero saques la basura. We're not just going to say that. We have to have a sort of a transition, and we use the word que to do this. So it actually would be, quiero que saques la basura. It's almost word for word as if you were saying, I want that you take the trash out. And you'll find when you're studying these different phrases that trigger the subjunctive mood that all of them, almost all of them, will follow this similar format. Where instead of saying something like, he told me to tell you, that's a phrase that triggers the subjunctive, you say, he wanted, I'm sorry, he said that. <laughs> so it would be, he said that I tell you that. That's how you would translate it word for word. It's not like you're saying, he told me 
to tell you. It's he told me that I tell you. Okay. It's odd, I know. Another phrase that might trigger the subjunctive is whenever you say something like, have a good day. Whenever you're doing some sort of suggestion, uh, you can conjugate in the subjunctive. So if I'm saying like, que tengas un buen día, if you've ever wondered why have a good day is que tengas un buen día and not ten un buen día, which is also okay to say, but no one says it. That's why, because it's almost like you're suggesting something. So a lot of times whenever you say que followed by uh, a word that's not conjugated normally, it's because it's conjugated in the subjunctive. If you've ever heard something like que viva la vida, you know, you're using the word que followed by a word conjugated in the subjunctive. It's almost like you're saying live your life or let's live our life. It's like a suggestion. And you'll hear this a lot of times. If I were to be like... Uh, drink it, drink it, drink it. I could say, que lo beba, que lo beba, or que lo tome, que lo tome, depending on what word you want to use for the verb drink. Those are just some, again, these are a, a couple of different scenarios. There are quite a few, but the way to get better at it is by practice and getting the feel for it. This is not something that's going to come from one day to the next. So my recommendation when going about the subjunctive mood is to learn the conjugation first, obviously. It's not too complicated. It, it takes some practice. Maybe using flashcards would be a good idea. Just give yourself some flashcards and try to conjugate in the subjunctive for different tenses and different subjects. But then go into when and when not to use it. And again, look up on Google or even ChatGPT. You can use AI now. Just look up what are phrases in Spanish that trigger the subjunctive. That's all you got to look up. And then start to just analyze them. Don't look at that 15-page explanation on what the subjunctive is. You don't need that. Just analyze it yourself and let your brain do the work. Let yourself try and make those connections and, and get it to click for you. And then again, guys, just repetition, so much repetition. It, it takes practice. It takes listening to people use it a lot. Eventually, you'll get to the point, and this is how you know you're on the right path. You'll get to the point where you hear someone conjugating the subjunctive, and you recognize it, and you're able to analyze why it was subjunctive versus just regular tense. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it didn't leave you more confused. I, I want you to feel better about it now, and I want you to know that it's possible. I thought that it was going to be impossible to get the hang of the subjunctive when I figured out what it was, but I just kept on going, and it, it can take a long time. It can take months or even years to really get 100% comfortable with it, and there's going to be so many times, even if you're fluent in Spanish, and this is what people don't understand, is you can be fluent in a language but not be 100% perfect at it. I am terrible at my own native language. I suck at English, okay, but I can still communicate and consider myself fluent. So with Spanish, it's the same thing. You might make a mistake where you don't conjugate something in the subjunctive or as when you should have. But people still understand what you were trying to say. So don't beat yourself up if it's not perfect or if you messed up every now and then. But just keep on practicing and know that it is possible to do this. See you guys in the next episode.